Hi guys, this is David Negrin, host of the Script Podcast and executive director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for the script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, the Script Podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script. Boo! <laughs> Samuel! Who's there? Steve the foot. This is the script, the podcast for screenwriters, by screenwriters, all story, all the time. The deepest story analysis anywhere on the internet. Tonight, The Witch, Robert Eggers, written and directed by... I'm David Negrin. Our screenwriters tonight are Alka Kushalani and Christina Leith Malin. Guys, you know, we did the horror series in the fall, but now we've got some some february horror uh the witch you know the 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 black philip a new a new monster in the in the epic you know the Wait, don't give it away the, the compendium the compendium of horror films no we're giving it away this podcast is all spoilers all the time <laughs> What did you guys think of The Witch? I really I had a great time. I, I didn't I didn't know what kind of horror movie I was walking into. I know there was buzz, but this is this is a great film. Yeah, it was really um, really really impressive. This was a debut feature by Robert Eggers, and I thought he did a fantastic job. And um, I think this is going to be one of those rare occasions. This is my prediction for tonight: is that we're all going to be it's going to be a love fest. Robert Eggers uh, is was a production designer and costume designer. And so, I mean, you know, this the the look of the film was very uh deliberate. But the, the, to you know, the the story here is is the story. Like the this was such a great script. This was such a well-tailored story that that for the most part stayed out of the the horror tropes of the the witch mythology um and and was able to surprise me uh, christina i'd be able Wait, to hear no what, i didn't i'd be i'd be interested to hear what you th- i was gonna say i was gonna say <laughs> christina i'd be interested to hear if you were surprised being um our horror scholar in in uh, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, uh, see, the thing is, I like to talk to people that have seen it before me and be like, just give enough away so I want to see it, but don't tell me the end. No, you can tell me the end. And my friend basically said, you know, you're not going to be shocked by the ending, but you'll be very satisfied. The whole movie is very satisfying. And she hit the nail on, on uh, what is that, pin on the nail, the nail on the pen, the head. The nail on the, the, head. Nail on the head. Yeah, sure. The head. That's the thing. Yeah, it was, it was, there were total witch tropes. 
Are you kidding no, me? No, no, no. I say they, I say it used rip wit witch tropes, but it didn't use cliche plots. It, it was able to surprise us. Um, it was definitely in in. I mean, he called it the witch, so that's a very high bar to set in the horror world. People in the horror world were probably like, "Oh, seriously? You know, is this gonna be the sequel to The Craft? You know, is this gonna be?" Um, uh, what was the one with Bette Midler? Oh, and Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, uh, right. See, no, the pro the thing is, and I know we're about to get into it, what I think for you two, because if I'm a horror scholar in training, you guys are horror snobs. You are total, both of you. <laughs> well, we, we, we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we are your disciples. <laughs> name, we've name learned one from you. We learned it by watching you. Guys. You I just did. admitted, you're horror snobs. So what this gave you, I think both of you, was barring being in the horror genre, it was a solid dramatic story of a family. Like if we had not had the witches and they just died from starvation, it would have been a sad story, but it would have been a strong dramatic story about the failings of a father and the choices that a father makes. The whole witch edge to it enters it into a different market, but it was a solid story. Yeah, and I think, look, we've done, on this podcast, we did the Contracted series. We did Goodnight Mommy. We did Crimson Peak. So we, we've gone all over the horror, uh, you know, battlefield. And now this is something a lot more traditional. Between uh, the last time you, you guys and I spoke, I definitely, I watched The Descent finally after oh, you guys yeah. kept talking about it so many that times was, and i was yeah. amazed by that you know yeah. such good storytelling that was um, too the descent rocked my world yep. and so the descent had a you know it was an all-female cast except for i guess the monster guys um how did you guys was this movie about because for me a lot of the the metaphor in the witch was in in the core metaphor of the old you know witch trial kind of thing that you know a man is going to blame the women in his life for the mistakes that he made and then you know when they call him on it you're a witch i'm going to burn you don't you know don't speak to me that way uh my daughter yeah you know i've read somewhere recently, and I think this says it really kind of very succinctly, is that each era or each generation gets the horror films we deserve, right? <laughs> and I think... That's brilliant. And I think what is interesting about this is that it's like, you know, I think there are many... I think we should get into all the many interpretations of this film. But I think, for me, the thing that I'm left with is this is definitely about like it's a metaphor for the danger of religious fanaticism. I mean, and this is the era we live in. There's a new wave of ultra conservative religious right people all over the world, right? All over, you know, there are many world societies that are dealing with this extreme viewpoint. And I think that's why the witch really strikes a chord is because it goes there. It goes right into the heart, the belly of the beast of uh, religious fanaticism, you know, and deals with that. I think that Wait, that's... but who was the religious fanatic in the witch? All of them. This family, it's like they're praying constantly. Ah. They're, they're, 
you know, I, I think they're exiled because of something to do with the church. Now we don't know what it's that not is. Spoken of. See, I didn't yeah. go. I didn't go down the religious route with this because we begin with the father William being um, allowing himself and his family to be expelled from the the plantation uh because he feels you know in a prideful way that he's more devout yes religiously than these pilgrims which is hilarious because you know there are a bunch of pilgrims they're all pretty devout and this guy's like no you guys are not religious enough for me and they're like go go ye you know you know get the hell out of our town and it begins with him being this sort of zealot but he is the most down to earth the whole time when when things start to get uh very the crucible very salem witch trials he's like nah you know everybody relax we'll, we'll you know before we call anybody a witch or the talk about the devil you know we're gonna see if there's natural means here and even when he started to think his daughter was a witch he was like oh, i still love you you just have to you're gonna have to you know renounce the teachings of the the lucifer and stuff and she's like what but so he i i saw this more as a parable about a warn one of these old school warnings like you better not leave the group you better be you better not be different uh you better be conformist because when you leave the group the witch will find you you know the the and and your family will go to shit like if you you must conform and that sounds like a very i mean the movie begins by saying it's a a new england folk tale right and so that it sounds like that old school kind of you better get in line um or the the witch is gonna get you so i think that's valid you know i think there are a lot of ways to look at this i mean this could also be like a, a film like Carrie in a way, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, Oh, that's a great one. Full on, you know, teenage female sexuality. And at the end you really have vengeance, right? It's a tale of vengeance. So it's kind of, I think there's so many different interpretations and going back to Christina's point about, you know, you can see it in, in terms of genre in a couple of different ways. This could be, you know, there are parts of it that are very squarely within that historical drama genre. Mm-hmm. You know, the dialogue it's not was horror at fantastic. all. Really. The dialogue was fantastic. The oh, yeah. old English or the middle English of of the pilgrims-ish, you know. I don't, I don't think they opened with like a date or anything, but they... No, they didn't. But this is supposed to be the 1630s, apparently, according to IMDb, New England. Um. I, I did, okay, so what I saw two days ago, and it's just because it was sold out on opening night when I tried to go see it, and literally three people walked out. As when? They, when did they walk out? They walked out as they were standing in front of the open open landscape, and this is where they're going to plant themselves as a new home. Um, That's early. That's like five minutes in. Wow. But realize two minutes in. Well, here's the thing. I thought to myself, yeah, I get it. Because you're so used to Blair Witch with someone running through the woods when you hear that. Or I just finished this saw. Right. Somebody heard this was a horror movie. And 
it took it actually did take a while when we get to structure um the break in the two comes pretty late i think uh so but just you're right the dialogue was sophisticated and required an ear and not just that this is a she said it i just said it when she says we get the horror for our time you know what I, the first thing i thought of when they were walking out and i'm looking at this landscape with this muted colors and this this really thick accents that everyone had i was like holy poop they're doing a remake of the crucible that's the first right thing so and of course that, of course the crucible comes up yeah uh, that with yeah. a combination of all the like the witch hunts and the scarlet letter i was like this is is our version of the crucible or an updated version but with a real witch not just a witch hunt but like an actual witch this time well to their credit i think they didn't go they, they had about one scene where they go all crucible and witch trials on us and they moved on real quick from that and i think that was necessary and i think that was necessary to the plot I agree that 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 image that you're describing definitely stuck with me too. As like a, I don't know, a man who you know thinking about fatherhood, you like this dude exiled his own family and they get on this this covered wagon and they start going towards the forest and I'm like, dude, what's your plan? Like, like that that was like not a good decision and they just keep going and going and you're like there's not like a town he's going to or his brother-in-law's to crash to crash at next next scene i have a quick like add to that and i think i'm segueing because if you look at and this is where i think alka will take it over your opening image is her face but your opening vo is his uh his discussion about faith and religion. Yes. So I feel like that's super telling right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think and you make a great guy, point. You know, his voice. That oh his that voice. Opening. Oh my oh. god. Boy. You know, you would follow him into the I forest. would follow him to the woods. Yeah. What red blooded American woman wouldn't? What so you, he was handsome, William? You guys he were was digging? Not, no, no, not <laughs> Okay, oh. okay. <laughs> oh. Not a handsome man. <laughs> Let me be clear. This was but, with his back to us, and he was just like facing. Ah, uh, but with his his really? booming voice. Oh. Yeah, that voice. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's hypnotic. It's kind of, um, you know, there was sexy. a quality to it. Yeah, there was a quality to it that Rounded, was just like sexy. It was, and it was like old world. It was like this man is going to take you into the woods, and he's going to set up his homestead, <laughs> and it's you're going to eat. Watch like it. porridge you're gonna he's gonna <laughs> kill Why you be so sexual with your face as you say eat some <laughs> porridge it's very it's dirty most, like, I like ancient this. grain i could think of which is i know not that ancient but it's like <laughs> slop you would eat that like old world slop and then you would <laughs> you're, you're at this whole frontier fantasy go going kill, you know animals and then you would eat that and it would be good and alcohol you know? that was that was very much the plan yeah. Right. And then, but it does not work out. Something I was thinking about after, and we'll get to this when we get to structure, is he was he was totally inept. He couldn't even shoot the rabbit. That's like, what I'm saying. This is kills he, me. If yeah, James he, Bond the, had been that week, there would not Ian Fleming. <laughs> what? What the hoo ha? Yeah. He 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 couldn't do anything right. He couldn't oh. get the crops in. He, and that's he, what he she couldn't tells him. shoot. And that is, in the classic horror sense, Christina, correct me if I'm wrong, that is his, like, original sin, 
right? That is the original sin that he's forcing his family to pay for. Pride. His pride. Is number one? Yeah. Well, that's his that's thing, right? And and they even say it to him in the uh, in the yeah the his trial. daughter. Oh yeah, the wife. Oh oh oh, and. And, is it the wife and or the daughter that accuses the daughter? The Thomason. daughter. Yeah. Uh, well, she tells him like when he confronts her, she confronts him. It's kind of close to the end of Act uh, Two. Yeah, He's, that was great. He, she tells him like, "You cannot farm. You cannot hunt. All you do is chop wood." True. Right. I heard you and mother speak of ridding the farm of me. You took mother's cup and let me take responsibility. You let yeah. mother be your as your master. She's like, uh, because he asked her, he said, he goes, he's talking about the devil. He goes, speak truth to me. And she's like, oh, you want to hear some truth? Dad, I got some for you. <laughs> you, you could can't... actually play this in schools under curriculum because there wasn't, I feel oh, like really? it was PG-13. Well, there wasn't any straight out TNA. There was a little bit of witch's tookie. There was killing babies. And uh, it was implied. And it was implied. Um, and yeah. and grinding them up. And then the pulp think... was implied exactly. But well. <laughs> that is far so. Far, I mean, that's we need far... to. We we can't go any further on this podcast without telling the grapes of wrath. That's without telling saying. everyone that they need to check True. out the twi- the Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter handle for Black Phillip. <laughs> I wait, Alka should introduce Alka. Alka, you should tell us your favorite post because you're so all about this. I am all over the Black Phillip Twitter feed, guys. I am all over it. I could not pick a favorite, but there's one right at the top that just kind of, it hooks you, and that is, if I have a baby, I'm going to name him Black Phillip. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like some random dude that Black Phillip retweeted, and um, I think you you go from there. It's somebody. Hilarious. Somebody asked. It's so it's genius. Entertainment Weekly is interacting with Black Phillip. Somebody asked Black Phillip Twitter feed, you know, can a question, and he's like, first you must re- remove your shift." What? <laughs> what? what? Okay, so that just tells you right there. Goat has a Twitter following and answers yeah. questions. Yeah. This is the time we're in. Yeah, live deliciously is what, what it says. It is Twitter feed. <laughs> genius. Absolute really genius. Good. It's really so, yeah. Okay, let's. Can we do just. Uh, we've been jumping around. How about uh, uh, biggest strength and biggest weakness? One up, one down for each of us, and then we'll get into structure and we'll move forward. Uh, Alka, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, I think I'm going to put the acting and dialogue into one nugget. Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of ups, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with that because it is so strikingly good. I mean, uh, in spite of the fact that I think at some points you need subtitles, but that aside, I think it's really, really, these are tremendous performances great writing um my down is the ending you know oh wow I, wow yeah really? I, I kind of you know i've circled that a couple times you know and really kind of thought about what what does that ending say you know there's something for me there's something too literal about that ending okay i think there's such a buildup of the mystery and there's such this film is so full of like 
paranoia and dread and these kind of intangible, you know, feelings. And then to end it in this way, which is totally like cut dried. This is what happened. You know, it felt. Wow. It felt not worthy. I'm sure we will get into talking about the ending. Um, But so you that was a that was a a low point for you. Okay. Uh, Christina, one up, one down. I'm so. um, I feel like I'm with Alka that there's so many ups. I don't. I'm at a loss of what to pick, and I don't know that I have it down. So, since she's covered the bases with dialogue and 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 acting, I'll say the overall scenery, design, the muted colors, the simplicity built around it made me, and this and the pacing made me appreciate really taking in a story again. And so that's my my. I'm gonna say it's my biggest up. Barring what she's already said, um, but uh, you're absolutely right. Like the the the, this could have you could absolutely call this a period drama. Totally. Ex- except that he, Eggers, cr- made sure that the pacing was fast enough to be a popular film, and of course, with all the supernatural stuff in it and the horror tropes in it, it became a genre film as well. But it, it, well, it, it was in somewhere the, in between. If we hadn't called it witch, if we called it the the outsider family or whatever, like uh, compare the 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 there is no blood to this. There there are a lot of dramatic Schindler's List, a lot of dramatic films that have great amounts of of social horror. You know, so it could have this could have totally been a drama had it been pitched a different way. My one down, and this isn't a down, but it's just what, what I'm gonna beg you guys to flush out for me. If we start on her face, and we don't match it with her VO, but we match it with his VO, I want to know the inciting incident that led them to that courtroom specifically. Was it something she did, or was it just his pride, or a combination? Like, did she kick a bucket or or not get raped? I don't know. That that kind of kickoff, I would have liked a little bit more than a facial and a VO, an overarching VO. So... And that's I, interesting because yeah interesting because they kind of just drop us in there no explanation except for they're going to take off yeah. I'd like to know and I guess that would lead into if we had too much of a hint that she was a witch or on the other side if we had too much of a hint that it was his pride then we would have leaned in a certain direction that maybe they wanted to leave ambiguous Yeah, I don't know but that was kind of for me like what <laughs> so I'm going to say my biggest up, my biggest strength of this film is I think they, they got me with the twist. I think the twist here was that Thomason is the titular witch. That this is a story about how you create a situation where a young girl when asked a young religious girl when asked if she will make a deal with the devil says yeah no problem because by the end of this she's got no family she doesn't believe in the lord anymore her dad her dad like disappointed her and mother tried to kill her and this is like this is how the devil gets his witches 
by setting up this whole thing. To me, the story was, the reveal was, wow, this is not about the witch. And this is ne not necessarily about Lucifer embodied by Black Phillip. This is about how you recruit a witch. This is how you do it. They leave the group. They leave the power of the group. And yeah, this is how they, this is how you birth a witch. Absolutely. You I feel like she was so so terribly holy that that's why it becomes I put down. She, it, it was like the evolution of like everyone just says, "Oh, she's a witch," but how does one become a witch, a demon, a vampire? Yes, yes. this was this was, and to me that twist was wonderful. And so I, I went with the ending totally, and uh, because the whole time I'm like, the witch is this the antagonist witch who was and 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 slowly we start to figure out that black philip is an antagonist and all of a sudden when is when he a warlock or is he just a demon I, I, or is he i think the he's devil? lucifer i think, I he's, think the he's, devil. The devil. Yeah. Yeah. he's the devil yeah yeah black philip's the devil he's lucifer and when when they show us the covenant at the end you know, seven witches dancing around a fire. I'm like, oh my god, this is about Thomason. This this movie was about the whole time he wanted her, and how do you get that? How do you get a girl who is religious and strong-willed and intelligent to sign on the dotted line of of the sign your soul away contract? You do it by first. Get, making her father prideful and removing you from the group and then uh, you know all of all of the tra trappings of isolation that befall this family and her as the eldest completely like just lead this this family down the road to to, to a point where Thomason is so susceptible to the devil when he asks would you like to live deliciously would thou like to live deliciously she's like of course <laughs> of course our hero is not like gonna be like no i'm gonna fight you off no she's down that. because this is how a who witch wouldn't is birthed. who wouldn't want to live yeah, start and, walking and, around wouldst thou like and taste of butter you know who can turn down butter <laughs> butter a pretty dress a pretty oh. dress and butter i'm, I'm in hell yeah i'm in too so that was down, that was my big strength. Uh, the big weakness, I don't know. There was so much good stuff. I'm such a sucker for great dialogue um, and for great cinematography and set design. This movie reminded me a lot of The Village, which is one of my favorite. I films. love The Village. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite films. This the only I have one small. Um, I have very few complaints about this film. It was it was very very perfect for me. My one complaint, um, story wise, was that we didn't get to see the introduction of Black Philip. They, sh you know, we we fast forward to the farm after they leave, and Black Philip is just sort of one of the. Was he on the original cart though? Troublesome no. goats. No, you know he. I I don't know if there were goats in the cart at all. Basically, there's a fast forward from when they leave the plantation yeah. to like six months or a year down the road, and they've created a small farm for themselves, and they have goats, and Black Philip is one of them. 
and he becomes so more so much he becomes important in the third act very slowly in the second half of the second act but you know in my storytelling mind in my rewriting mind where we we had a scene where William sneaks away goes to the town and he sells the cup to get Black Philip that and, would have helped a lot and then and then Black Philip is like the goat and nobody, the bear trap the black Bear yeah. Trap and Black Phillip. Sure, sure. And but Black Phillip is the goat nobody wants because he's trouble and the cup's not worth that much. Oh, I love that he wasn't marked. I love that he was not marked and it was just basically the the twins, Mercy and Jonas, who were kind of singing about oh, him. They were the devil. They you know? And they were the ones who kind of... And at first there was something unsettling, but, you know, you don't know what it is. Yep. Yeah. You're like, oh... You know, that's whatever. And that little Mercy, I mean, she was a little creepster, right? Oh, yeah. She was totally scary. And that, Those um, twins yeah. were, were very, like, wicked, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, I like that Black Phillip was just kind of of this world. And we kind of didn't know where he came from, his beginning, his end. We, I liked that because it kind of, you know, it was like tightening the screw was getting closer yeah. and closer to bringing us to the truth of what was going on there. And all of a sudden, you know, this goat takes on a but role. I, like, but it's a goat. But the thing so I love most see. about this movie, and, and this is part of the Lucifer devil mythology, is that he corrupts by grand plan, by stratagem. And so... And he did, by the end of this film, you see that he's corrupted this girl by grand plan. And I just wanted to see where he first got introduced. Maybe that was in a, a cut and people watched it and they said, or, or, or the director watched it and he said, you know what, I'm tipping my hand too much about Black Phillip because the big uh, red herring here is the witch. We think the witch is the main antagonist and she is an antagonist she's like the henchman she or they or we don't they. know that the the young one that seduced yeah. caleb is the same as the one that killed the other one right because we saw a coven yeah but in the beginning yeah she like if you i, I thought it could be the same woman i thought it was right? the same. in a different form so yeah. did i until i saw the coven and then i was like who chose who got the baby <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's like I've been good and I've caught so many things Lucifer the baby's mine people like argue about it like there there was a tw <laughs> there was a tweet on the black philip tweeter about a mortar and pestle or something like that it was horrible are we still talking about his twitter yeah. i we're so lame How it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> it's transmedia at its best I left. I just left the movie three hours ago, and I want to watch Black Phillip's Twitter because I don't. I didn't get enough. So, guys, let me. Let me can I do a little structure? Uh, uh, do some beats. Uh, Go the, for it. The the setup for this film. Alka, correct me if please fill in any any gaps. An uber religious father and his family are cast out of a plantation. Um, the father sets up a new farm. They lay traps. They they raise goats. Um, 
the fa the family is expelled from, they keep calling it England I guess that was New England with the, how they referred to New England um, there there was uh, in that image that we described when they leave New England when they're cast out of the plantation there is maybe I'm reading too much into it but there is an image of Thomason wearing red and a floppy big hat that is very archetypal of the old like Wicked Witch of the West look when at the, the in in that image where they're on the cart leaving the town mm -hmm. Scarlet so, Letter no I'm sorry yeah she Referencing was referencing all this old stuff but I, I didn't yeah, I don't so remember they, that there, I noticed, I wrote it in my notes, there, there's, when they're leaving the town, first of all, Thomason doesn't want to go, right? Everybody else, the, 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 the wife is standing by her mound proud, let's get out of this town and be more religious. The twins follow, and Thomason stands there, and she's like, really? We're leaving? Right. The bad idea. Um, they begin a new homestead, and they have a new baby. Sam. Poor Sam. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was talking to a friend after I saw the movie, and she said, Sam dies first because he is the, the weakest, and everybody in this film has, has pairs, right? Like, the twins are paired up, and... Um, husband, wife. The husband and wife Thomas are paired and up. Caleb. And Thomas and Caleb are paired up, but the baby doesn't even have a, a, a pair. And so, and again, this 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 theme of groups, of sticking with your group and sticking together, comes up. So, Thomason takes the baby to the forest just playfully, and this would, is what I believe is the catalyst, Alka. The witch steals the baby. Agreed. Uses it in a ritual. I'm not sure if she castrates the baby, but it's a little bit too. Sorry. Am I wrong? She Christina? grinds the baby up. It doesn't matter what I mean, you know, I know at this we point don't want to touch it. It does Talk for the men it. viewers. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um uh, it's she the witch is very touchy touchy with the baby it's not the first it's not the the last moment of like pedophilia in the film either like the witch is very touchy it's not with even the baby. pedophilia it's uh incest because Caleb oh, no just... we have no we got incest later this is the witch on the baby which right? on the baby is yeah pedophilia but and I then the witch like... the witch on Caleb later later is also oh you're right because he's a little one right oh. so Ugh. So very. In fact, this is not in any curriculum. Not I know, that. right? Yes. <laughs> so thank so, you. <laughs> so we're getting a lot of very unsettling <laughs> stuff up front. And to the director and the storyteller's credit, this opening scenario, this catalyst, is so disturbing and get, and shows us a real witch. We are brought into this universe thinking. There is jeopardy everywhere. These people are not safe. Witches are real. It's not a Salem witch trial thing anymore. Right. The the jeopardy is there, and now we're storytelling. Yeah. I mean, that's really the most audacious move here, right? Is that we 
have that question answered immediately. You see this old crone come in in a red cloak and she takes him off into her little hovel and she she grinds him up, right? And she covers herself in with the the I it's don't know a, what you, the innards. The, the, Isn't that the worst thing we can think of? And you know, I'm yeah. not sure, Christina. Is that that is goes that, back to a trope? That I was going to ask you: is that and in, in the blood of the of a youth? Okay, usually that, it's a youth uh, or a virgin of sorts, but that goes back to a trope. Got it. Okay, so that is that similar to that the vampire, the the historic uh, Elizabeth Bathory, which is. She's a real woman, and she has the highest body count of murders in history, Eastern European. And she basically, it was referenced in Hostel 2 and a, a, a horror movie that was a video game turned a horror movie. Anyway, Elizabeth Bathory has about 1,300 under her belt. And she didn't slay them. She was a countess, but she basically had virgins come to her, had her, their throats slit, and she bathed in their blood. It's a ritual that they believe makes you younger if you bathe in virgins' blood and body. And okay, isn't is that soft, isn't that softened with like the witch in Snow White, where who's the fairest of them all, or or, or Maleficent? But all of these witches vow to eat you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is they're, they're eating your youth so that they can have it for their exactly. beauty, right? So mm -hmm. that's classically done here. Okay. Um. You know, yeah. I was just, well, just to backtrack on that, if you feel, I feel like there's probably like a user guide, a user guide for horror because the first scene we get introduced to the language and the terminology for, for, for horror people that are so needing a quick plot. This is like how to slow you down and make you love horror. And then the second scene, did anyone notice that when they went off into the sunset on that rickety rickshaw, that was the longest sequence shot, like continual shot. Did you notice well, that? I think that was on purpose. It was to exactly show, to show how they are going out on their own and 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 Agreed. and they're going to be alone and and they're on the frontier and nothing's going to save them. And guess what? Nothing does. No. I know, but I mean, that's training horror people to get out of this mentality that every time you open a door, something jumps out at you, you know? Yes, we had some of those, but you know what? That's, that, that it, it, it built, it built slowly, slower than your genre horror film, but eventually it paid off really well. Did I miss anything in the setup that's important, Alka? Nope. Okay. Nope. So I think, does anyone have a theme stated? I, I have one crack at the theme stated. Go for it. Yeah. There's there's a moment where William says, We will conquer this wilderness together. And I was like Yeah. Yes. No, you won't. Yes. Uh, <laughs> bingo. Right? And so the wilderness being a metaphor for being alone, for the wild, for I can go against God, all sorts of. Th I can go against Lucifer on my own without God. Basically, that's what he did. It, we, they left the town and the church, and and the Indians. Oh. Yeah, that's true. The Native Americans were in there for like a minute, right? So that was their yeah, it, the protection, right? They left their protection, and and said, yeah, I can. I, we will be able to fight 
Lucifer ourselves. No, man. No, you won't. So that was the closest thing I had to a theme stadium. I like it. Awesome. Now, for me, guys, the debate is really long. Everything you what what Alka? What did you have for the break into two? I think the break into two happens when the musket, when they they encounter the hare for the first time, Agreed. and the musket uh, fires back into William's face. I think that's the break into two. Well, so, but that that's that's Caleb and William. William. I thought yeah. our protagonist here is Thomason. I, you know, but I think in a way, this story is, you know, it's about family. This, yeah, and I think it's it's like this family breaking down, and you know, if if you look at a lot of a lot of, if we can back up for just a second, if you look at stories about you know families against some kind of supernatural force. Um, they usually somehow, you know, like even like in a poltergeist or. Um, I was totally thinking poltergeist. What's that? I was totally thinking poltergeist too. Like either they yeah. bond or they splinter. They bond, yeah. And but I think I think the splintering is much rarer, and I think that's what this story is about too. It's about this family going, you know, being banished to the wilderness, and losing their shit. So I think they're all kind of in this you know it's 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 definitely thomason's story she's the protagonist but i think there's part of this which is like the magic right which i'm gonna say is the b story by the way mm-hmm. but this part of magic where the hair is in this break into two moment you know and while i was going along watching this film i was thinking Every time there was some kind of magic that we saw, I was thinking, is this her? Is this the girl? Like, I kind of knew it was her story. I kind of knew this was her. Yeah, but I kept thinking, like, because she kept, like, in the middle, like, she blacks out. You know, she's on the horse. She's everywhere when shit is going she's down. Very, she's yep. the strongest character in, yeah. in the film. And, and you, just you're, like her we're, mother we're, was blaming her, I was blaming her. I was like, it's her. But... We're immediately drawn to her. I never thought it was her. I never thought she was the witch until the end where it's I didn't obvious either. she becomes the witch. Oh, right? I, she was the I, witch. I was on her team the whole that way That creepy through. twin girl was... Uh, wait, oh, yeah. yeah. Mercy. Mercy. Yep. Little Mercy. You just yeah. want to... You know, she's that little... And Mercy and Jonas play, play, play uh, dead at one point. Super, like, very, very crucible. Um... I, let me let me tell you guys my theory, yeah. and we don't have to agree on this. Catalysts breaking into a debate are always um, debatable. But I had debate. There was a lot. For me, I had like a chunk of debate. Like Father and Caleb check the traps together, and they debate whether Caleb will die if he goes to hell because Caleb's really scared about going to hell. Thomason finds a bloody embryo egg at one point, and it's like, that's debating about whether there this is an evil place or not. Yeah. When when William shoots the rabbit and hurts his eye, it's like debating whether he can do this or not. Then we get Black Philip for the first time. And 
don't know. Maybe I didn't process them as evil until very. Neither did I. Although yeah. in my note I said a wild horned goat escapes. Parentheses devil like. Like that dude looked like the devil. Um, <laughs> Good. So, in effect, I mean uh, that's actually feeling a little like the B story, the introduction of of Black Philip. What if Black Philip's the B story? Oh my God. Um, then I have. Oh, we have that. Okay, so then there's the the ancestral moments, right? Where Caleb is like looking down Thomason's shirt, and then very soon after that, Thomason's taking her father's shirt off, and oh, that's me, a little deep. For me, this goes back to the problem of separating from a group and isolating yourself. You know, little Caleb's a little boy who's about to enter puberty or is entering puberty and if he was in a town with other girls he would be checking out other girls but the only developed girl around is his sister and so this is one of the problems with isolation and yeah. for thomason too there's no the, there's no one else there's no other man around except her father with his shirt off so it's oh that's deep yeah 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 thomason yeah claims to oh and then there is the the twins with their their song i be the witch of the wood i come to steal you clickety clack clickety clack i seen a witch in her riding cloak the twins said they saw a witch in her riding cloak i feel like they did see her i, I feel like the twins were like the the twins and all their acting out was very much like you know the the, the kids in a divorced family who are acting out they're just reacting to their environment like, like there's a lot of shit going on here and the twins they're freaky but they're freaky for a reason I had our break into two really be feeling like when Caleb and Thomason go to the forest together so that Thomason won't be sent away uh, there's that moment where Caleb says "Come, I'm going to go into the forest I'm going to get the traps I'm going to get food and pelts and then you won't be taken away and then Thomason's like take me with you and he's like no and she's like you're taking me with you and then they get on a horse and they go into the forest together and that felt like a more traditional break in a two to me I'll buy that you said so much stuff I want to comment on but I'm, <laughs> I'm losing. no please please that's I was just trying to get at it no to, to super backtrack we talked about family splintering versus families bonding and an overarching theme I remember 13 ghosts is the polar opposite to poltergeist and then 13 ghosts they get they went to this contraption and they all got separated and that's what made it harder for them to survive and in many cases it goes back to are there any tropes that trope that don't separate because if we see it separated we'll all get picked off uh, to that then when you guys said what the 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 um, debate did anyone notice that the family debate was, was this religiously supernatural or wolf? Wolf supernatural. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kept going back and forth. And it kind of stands to reason, like, how, how supernatural is religion? In general, that that's kind of, if you, if, you, if you uphold that kind of love of religion, which no one can actually prove, but it's written doctrine, then supernatural... Uh, certain aspects of super uh, supernatural occurrences could be just as believable as religious faith. 
So are you going to choose the wolf, which is like, okay, an animal, you know, that you could physically reach and touch, kill my kid, or are you going to believe a witch grinded my child to make herself young? The mother has another problem because she doesn't believe Thomason. Right? The whole time, she's like, sure, a, a, a wolf took it. I think the mother has some... She just blame she she's so distraught at the loss of her baby that she blames her oldest daughter, which is a mind fuck for me. Like, how does a mother this mother loses her maternal instincts slowly over the course of the movie, and I think fully uh, by the scene with the dream sequence and then the crow that it's that's you know like that's that's eating her breast. Like, I think it was like a really good metaphor. Forget about that. I know, yeah. I think it was like a really good metaphor for, all right, now this woman is no longer even is a mother. Is she hallucinating it off on the deep? Yeah, and, and the next moment, it's it's she's trying to murder her daughter. Well, I think it's, it's like a gradual thing, right, over the course of this film. Like, things fall apart, right? And I think they start off, this family starts off as a tight, pious unit. Right. And this setting and this magic that they're kind of under the influence of, it tears them apart. And I think that you can read this even structurally. I think it's okay for us to have like different beats because I think it really is very contingent upon how what your interpretation is. Right. I mean, I think if you're looking at it like, this is in a way about this journey of this young girl and how she becomes a witch. It's, it's different than it's like, if you're looking at it as this kind of collective protagonist, which is how does this family kind of also fall apart? Right. I think it could be either. Yeah. Can I just throw something in there being a mom? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to hear. What if the mom wasn't wrong right uh was wrong all along? When she lost the first one, she kept praying for the like for the child to come back and to be in good graces. And then she actually called Thompson out for having wicked ways. So what if it's that natural instinct that, you know, kind of like uh, Lee Remick and the omen when she sees her son as being evil right before she falls off the banister? You know, what if the mother's intuitive instinct is right, but she seems so senile at some point that no one believes anything? Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's getting more and more distraught. She's losing kids left and right, losing her husband. So, funny. Oh, there's so, that one last point. I just yeah. want to, my mom and my uncle are fraternal twins, and they tell me stories all the time about how one would think something and the other would say it. So in the sense, when the two twins got vexed, I thought to myself, that is so, and they're fraternal twins as well, it's all you have to do is affect one for the, the other one to mimic or mirror the actions. So I totally felt that. I don't know if you guys. Uh, that makes more sense to me now that the twins like just followed each other because that seemed very crucible Salem witch trials to me. Um Alka, I think I discovered in my conversation that I think that the B story is Black Phillips 
like slow business like yeah i had that's exactly what i have which is there you have yeah which is b story is black philip and i think you know there's the hair the witches the magic the woods i mean like it's all kind of in that b story yeah black philip causes a problem Black Philip is present when the other goat starts no longer giving milk but blood. Black Philip is there when the witch shows up. Black Philip eventually kills William. Yeah. You know? So and then Black Philip transforms and speaks to Thomason. Did he transform into a human man with like a leather glove? What was that? <laughs> he there was a human hand in like a leather glove on on her shoulder and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Or well, was that his hand? Like, when she says, "Oh, well, tell me what you want." If he's like, "Ah." <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden it's a funny or die video. <laughs> Yo, this could be this could be an SNL skit if they if they oh have like God, a Black so Philip SNL skit. The um, outtakes for Black Philip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the B story builds, right? That yes. B story builds throughout. You know, you have these moments with these twins where they're singing. Like at first, it's just like this kind of semi-dark nursery rhyme kind of thing that they're mm-hmm. singing and then it kind of gradually builds where oh black philip tells me this and black now they're talking to black philip and meanwhile there are sightings of this hair this uh you know there's i think the hair these, was the there witch are two witches wasn't I think the hair that, the witch what if the hair was God? I'm just saying. Interesting. It was like a warning. And you couldn't kill him, but he. It could be. I'm just putting it out. I there. thought. I thought the hair was the witch. You're right. They kept trying to kill yeah, him. Yeah. I. I didn't. I knew it was like this. This something in the woods. This magic. This magical force. And I think that all was. It's all Black Philip. <laughs> it's all yeah. about it was his plan man it was his plan yeah. so real quickly like the fun and games i i i don't i'm not sure where the midpoint is maybe you give me your thing what my do you mid, where, yeah what's your I, midpoint my midpoint is caleb getting drawn into the lair of the witch okay and uh yeah i had it i had caleb's return as the midpoint but they're they're very close so, fun and games then are the Caleb runs off after the rabbit. Thomason's horse throws her, is knocked out. Caleb finds a wolf torn up and he wanders. Caleb finds the witch's house. Um, oh, I skip some stuff. Thomason goes out to deal with the goats at dinner, finds the rabbit. Children overheard the worst truths of the family. Mother wants to send Thomason away. Yes. Uh, the Thomason and the Witch of the Wood song. Okay, so then eventually, and Caleb, the silver cup, you know, yes, where the silver you're... cup is missing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had a conversation with my friend who I saw this with also about the silver cup being 
um, a cup being imagery in a lot of religious stuff. And um, the cup is the mother's father's cup, right? Okay. And so that's that religious. What do you think about when you take communion? It's a silver cup. Is oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's that, a chalice. See, yeah, that's I mean, what I was I, going for. That's what I was going for. The yeah. chalice that the 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 father gave that that husband his daughter and her chalice. The literal chalice, right? Her, Hold her, on. I'm just going to go womb. deep right now. What if that was the only thing religiously protecting the family, and when he sold it, that's what opened the door? That sounds good. Absolutely. Because he sold off the the dowry that was like given to, for, by, by the mother's father to him, along with... That's uh, the metaphorical chalice and her, and her literal chalice, her womb, right? Like the Holy Grail is the womb. And then they were... Yes, it is. Then they were about to give... They were talking about selling Thomason, right? To another family, which is essentially giving her away and giving, uh, you know, once that she's, she's reached a, a reproductive age, we can give her away now. And so yet another sin, right? Like, cause, and, and that is enough of... Uh, enough patriarchy to make any anybody start up a coven and be like fuck y'all yeah I mean I also think it's like William seals his fate when he goes along with this idea right he says he's going to take her in the morning and that's what sets Caleb off in the morning to kind of intercede so I think you know that is also um another point of interpretation, because let me tell you what I thought this, why I always thought it was her it was because I felt like all these moments that happened, right. Um, where there was some, first she was there when Samuel disappeared, right. Then she overhears this conversation between her parents about like, we're going to let her serve another family because we need the money. And, She's there when all of this stuff happens. And I kind of kept thinking, now this is going to be like one of those, you know, Fight Club, Shutter Island, it's always been her kind of moments, yeah. you know. There was going to be a twist. There was. and yeah. But I think that's what they were building out, if you ask me. Because she... You know, in the first part with Samuel, her eyes were closed, right? She was kind of, you know, there was this like peekaboo thing going on. Then here, she was on the horse, with uh, which kind of threw her off, and she kind of comes to. And every time something like this happens, it's like, oh, she's nearby. And things are going down that she's like, no, but it wasn't me. You know, so I think it's like this is they were building out a couple of different things. Like, I think this this ending could have been like they could have shot a couple of different endings and decided, OK, well, we'll go with this one. I 100 percent agree with you, because there were a couple of times when oh, at least no, there was one time after she killed her mom and she came in, she got undressed, she laid down and, and she went to sleep. 
and it went to black. I was like, oh, those obscure fucks. That's how they're going to end this movie. And then they kept going. And I'm like, that could have been an out. That could have totally been an out. That could have been. It- yeah, you're right. Every There was a couple times where they faded and I was like, oh, they're going to go uh, ambiguous ending, blah, blah, blah. But no, we got the full Monty ending. We got the double twist ending. And we don't yeah. know how many test audiences they did to Alka's comment to yeah. say what plays out better. You guys, right. I don't, I don't, I don't buy, I don't feel that at all. This feels grand plan to me. This feels like that was the. You no, know, A24 was behind it. I don't, I don't think they wouldn't have had a test screening. A24 is a French company. Think a French company. They've yeah, done this like is a $10 the million dollar, This is a ten million dollar movie. They're not doing. It's not resho- about how cheap. They're not it doing is. reshoots. It's, not like it's all about like what will really sell, and it takes a lot having done been on the the been with focus features and seeing what the, it takes a lot but to bring it B, to but the b story is there release, the, so. the seeds are planted the the no i'm the saying money Phillip- for theatrical release i would believe that she's right about them playing out a couple of scenarios before an american release though different versions of the ending but she's a witch in all of them like sure. she movie, is yes this, she's yeah. a movie, witch but in one she was movie, always the witch you know what I mean? Oh. And one, the twist is she was responsible no, for this, all the this shit that t- happened. I have to disagree. And I think, I, and that's the Shutter Island ending. Okay, that's one ending. And I think sophisticated audiences, like they've seen that ending, they've seen it a number of times probably by now. So they're gonna give you that little extra. And I'm not saying I didn't appreciate it. I'm just kind of, I think for me. What was problematic is I felt like they were building out something maybe a little tighter and smaller and family based, you know? I think I I'm I like I gotta disagree. I think this film was all about the corruption of a young girl to make her into a witch. It it's about when when I when I when you see the coven at the end, you realize it's not just one witch. This movie is not about this witch who's who's messing with them. This movie is about the 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 making of a witch, the birthing Christina of a witch. It definitely that, does give you that playbook. Like if you if you go back and you do Bram Stoker's, you, you're like, okay, that's how he came over and that's how he infested other people. So it gives you that playbook, but I feel like it's so much more. And I feel like it's kind of also a lesson to people about like waiting for it, waiting for it. We're going to give you long shots. We're going to give you high English, low English, whatever you want to call that crucible speak. An Essex ass accent. Yeah. But, but yeah. So- and I'm I'm gonna put it out there. Can I? I'm gonna do it. Yes. The people that left yeah. were Latinos, were minorities. So, and quite honestly, I didn't run to the crucible because I wanted the crucible. It was part of curriculum. So it's like, is this something that is fodder for horror versus? If we did crucible right now, would it sell? If we called it the crucible. Look at an audience. This was mar- the, the the thing is this movie's been marketed the way every horror movie is marketed. But the tempo was a lot more uh, deliberate. It was a lot, so people- Maybe we not- have the same Crimson Peak problem, right? Is oh, that Crimson, you, Crimson, think, yeah. you think you're walking into same horror, on the Crimson right? Peak podcast. Right. But oh yeah, yeah, please see our Crimson Peak podcast. Our, our Crimson Peak 
podcast was one in which Christina made the point that maybe if she had known better, if, if this film was marketed in a way to kind of reveal that this is what it is, this is what they're right. going for. No, we, I remember also, very like, specifically. Like horror. There's we said, no horror. We said if they no. market it, we said if they market it as, uh, as, as Guillermo, as Guillermo del Toro's Jane Eyre, right. we would have loved it because it would have been a very heightened version of Jane Eyre. But what we got was a very period version of a horror movie. Right. And so our perspective was screwed up. And so, yeah, I agree. The witch was definitely pitched as every horror movie is pitched as a it's genre, a genre and if you're film walking in for like the jump scare. It's not happening. This yeah. is not that film. It's not full of that. It's not, it has a little bit and that's not full of that. So let me run forward. Uh, a midpoint. It definitely is a Caleb. We, we lose Caleb, uh, a beautiful witch seduces him another kind of pedophilia moment it's really uh, discom- and taking again another homage to the shining did you catch that where Which, she kind of she was so young and beautiful and then she kisses him and transforms into okay. oh the bath oh, yeah oh, it's back that's it was great it's back and that was also in crimson wasn't that a bad bathtub scene that was bathtub scene in crimson peak and there's this moment here in the the midpoint where yeah. the witch Nathan, kind of swallows him in a kiss. I'm going to say this for you and every male uh, listening. <laughs> Always check a woman's hands before you make out with her. Yeah. Cause, That's all I'm saying. Because if her hands say 180 years old, <laughs> you know, bust out, you know, like cut your losses. Poor Caleb, you know. Yeah. He was, you know, he was going through puberty. He had a little bit of like, you know, a, a, a little sexual awakening. And then his first kiss is this fucking, you know, disgusting Wait. old witch. Can we take it deeper again? Yeah. We said that uh, we're building rules now that family units that stick together survive. Yeah. And we also built like the, the, the rules that it's religion and supernatural plays against reality. Uh, what if, and then when they lost the chalice, like a season later, they're building mm-hmm. all this corn, mm-hmm. the chalice gets sold, all of their crops are dead. What if the moment Caleb told a lie, which is, Mommy, yes. we went to hunt for apples. The apple lie. Right, and remember when he... over and is vulnerable to the devil. Good point. Another, right. and the father allows the lie. I kept waiting for the father to to tell Caleb, no, son, you know, you do not but lie to your parents. Lied about the exactly, the yeah. corruption was already too deep, and yeah. and so when Caleb returns, he is um, vexed. He's vexed. He is actually. My friend uh, referred told me that he's speaking from the Song of Songs, which is an Old Testament uh, book that is erotic it has a ton of eroticism in it yes it does and um it also is talking about the the kingdom of heaven at the same time um and so but that's something that that boy would never have heard in church 
right? It's not something that they they'll they'll teach it they'll they'll have at the the weekly hymn. So he's been imbued with this new level mm. of religion, and he's been give, he's got this apple in his mouth. Now, what do you make of that? Well, that's I mean that goes back to I think there's there's this theme of religious fanaticism, and there are all these symbols like the the apple, the chalice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and I think The that, original sin apple? Yeah, and, you know, the, they're going out to hunt, and this... Wait, um, wait, let's go deeper. The chalice, when you do when you do communion, it's drink of my blood to, to exonerate you of sin. So the chalice is gone, so there's no way of redemption through drinking yeah. of... Nice. Nicely done. Yeah. And, and so... Then, this podcast is creeping me out. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb up and dies. He screams out the prayers. He up and dies. The twins pass out all catatonic. Now, were they playing or not? I don't know. At that point, the mother is trying to banish Thomason. Um, and fa- and the father sort of tests her to see if she's a witch. They go a little bit crucible on this uh, for a little bit. But the, very soon... The father shakes the child. He says, all right, I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to kill my son. And the son wakes up. And we realize the kids were kind of playing. Is that what happened? Wait, no. What? He wakes them up. They wake up. They were playing or or they were shook from it. Are we talking after the point when the apple comes out of Caleb's mouth? Yeah, and, and, and then Caleb dies, but the twins are catatonic. The, or they're 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 hex. We talked about yeah. the paternal twins. So and the mother can... and the mother's claiming Thomason's the witch, and the the father, in a very moderate sense, he says, "I will find out if this is a natural sickness or not." You know, and then right. he start, he tests, uh, Thomason. He asks her, "Do you believe in the?" Uh, in Jesus and the Bible, yes. blah blah blah. Yes. She's like, yes, yes, yes. Which is again, Alka, why I think she was not a witch until the end. I don't like, think she was. I I totally agree. I feel like she didn't cross over to that moment on you know. Yeah, when she signs the the deal with the devil. Yeah, but I think you're making a case. I'm just saying there's another you know there's another case because there was this altered consciousness in a way every time something was going on. And yeah. so I think they were they were building a couple of different houses. I, I think and, you're right. The the other house was the mom was so, the witch. I think a lot of people were thinking maybe the mom's the witch. No, she's right about alternate endings and alternate ideas. Because he's he someone even said or did I read it somewhere that these were transcripts or maybe that was the end of the movie. Where they said it was transcripts compiled. Yeah, that's what uh, this filmmaker had said. Yeah, by Cotton Mather and really? a number of different sources. Yeah, really, yeah. these were transcripts of what? Of loosely based truths of what people believed to be stories, uh, right. folklore. The the Witch of the Woods was like a folklore. Folk so that's why I'm talking with Alka said because even if you build a script out from these transcripts, you have that wiggle room to make your determination on how it ends. Yes, but as a screenwriter, there were so many seeds that were placed in in this story. I I really I still feel I feel like it was so execute expertly executed. Agreed. That this that it was deliberate that this was the the making of a witch kind of story. Yeah, but I think that there was this awareness. You know, I think 
really good filmmakers now. I think, you know, to get really meta about all of this, to get macro about it. Do it. Get we are living in an age where there's so much good stuff to see, you know, sure. whether on television and film. And a really good, like, sophisticated audience is what you're getting, you know, a lot of the times. And so people are thinking one step ahead, two steps ahead. You know, like, we're all watching these films and kind of imposing our own histories, our own ideas of what is going on. You know, like for me, it was definitely about the dangers of religious fanaticism. I mean, it felt like this was a psychological thriller. It was about paranoia and dread and those kinds of elements. Whereas I can totally see what you're saying, David. I mean, I think you're making a very strong case as well about this is how this young girl came to be a witch. I mean, that's, you know, and we saw the same film, <laughs> you yeah. know, that, yeah. that speaks to, I think a, a lot of ambiguity um, can be off-putting and, you know, like, oh God, what, what was that about? But American, I think here, American it, it audience, works. American audiences hate ambiguity, but I think it was extremely well-managed yes. in this it's film. It's really like nicely woven because yeah. they're, Tying and, up, you know, like depending on what part of the frame you're looking at, right? You know, you you are really having a very singular experience, right? And the big, the biggest red herring of all is who's the witch, right? Is it, is it this one witch? Is is the witch we keep seeing? Is Thomas Thomason transforming into her? I was right? thinking that too. I was thinking that at one point, um, is the mother. I, transforming into her there was a lot of good options there and it was handled yeah. well yeah can i let me finish up structure and then we can do a summation um bad guys close in we're doing uh it's after caleb mother wants thomason gone father recognizes thomason as a witch he loves her but he says she signed a deal with the devil so she's gotta repent and she's like no dude i didn't not yet um but I well, did, like and, then, and then he says, speak, then he says, speak the truth. And he's like, I heard you, mother, were getting rid of me. You took mother's cup and let me, you know, found responsible for it. You let mother be as your master. And then she's like, you are, he's like, you are a witch. Um, later, Thomason tells Jonas and Mercy that, you know, he said that they made a pact with the devil. You think the twins were made a pact with the devil? What happened to them? Were they in the barn at the end when the witch came? I think they think? were probably fed to the witches. They were like... Did you? They were... Yeah, I think they were like... They were extraneous. Enough. You know, they were... They served their purpose and now but, onward but, but and upward. Alka, you gave a good point. Or, or someone said something earlier that, that they'd been talking to Black Phillip for a while. Yeah. yeah, you totally said that. Yeah, so maybe who knows? Maybe they signed their deal earlier than that. Um, and then they get nailed into the barn because the father says, you're all pretenders. And I felt like that was the bad guy's close end. When they're nailed in the barn, definitely, you start yeah. hear, hearing the roof rustling. Yep. You get this image of the <laughs> twins next to Black Phillip, and the witch shows up, and they... There, the, the, there's another sort of ancestral image of the two twins holding each other, and then they look at camera. To did they? Yeah, they look at camera as a uh, POV of the witch. And then we cut to the witch, and she makes a witch sound oh, like ah. 
And, and is this why she was like with the goat? Like she yeah. was actually like milking the goats or something? Yeah, she, no, she like, was. I thought this was the end. No, this is no, the end. No, no, yeah, that's that, what we're talking that. about. And yeah, she's so like, she either I, sucking, it, yeah, or she was feeding off the goats, or she's like milking the goats. The goats. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they turn around, and next thing you know, um, she laughs. High-pitched laugh. Yeah, high-pitched laugh. We get the cackle, the witch cackle. It's such a trope, but they did it different. Um, Wait, was that cut away to the next day? We do. We get the the next day, the father is, beg- is talking to God. It's my fault. I confess. I'm infected by pride. I beg thee. I have not damned my family. This feels very uh, Dark Night of the Soul to me, the beginning of the Dark Night of the Soul. Um, then the mother has the dream. Uh, with the cup in it when they that's such a great image finally that we cut to the mother and here's another thing the mother's hair is finally down in religious circles the 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 length of a woman's hair has to do with her her piety right like how you know it, it for the, the mother the hair is all the way up and and bundled in the front like for the whole time it's It's all tightly yeah tightly wound and then it's half down in the in the this dream right and we see the cup for the first time we're like cup and then we see caleb and sam back and we're like oh this is this a dream what's going on and then uh that's when the witch uh comes to the barn at the same time and then we get the mother breastfeeds the baby and cut to reality the mother's actually having her breast like eaten by this raven a raven not i think that was still the dream david is that dream or is that because she woke up with a bloody later which was i think it's all a dream i think like the The raven too no no her shirt is bleeding yes i think that's that's the part that's kind of like it's left up to interpretation but there's no way no but why would you do two versions of a dream either the kids are the dream or the raven's dream i think the raven was real i think black philip called an actual raven down and then he also gave her this dream and she's losing her shit or she's she's a mother who's so distraught that she's having these hallucinations because she wakes up from that dream. Okay, okay. Wait, what if we call the devil? And let's, she's let's bleeding take the whole... from, from her breast. Yeah. And, and, and then now we are about to break into three. The barn is destroyed. The father steps outside. The barn is destroyd. The goats are torn up. Thomason's goat. alive. There's one goat that's torn up, the white one. Right, not the, right. I thought they had like two white goats, but okay. So the white goat's dead. There's no sign of the twins, so it's a question about where they went. Um, maybe they got eaten and ground down, mortar and pestle. We got we got some some witch sun lotion, whatever you know, suntan lotion. Um, and the black goat, Mister Black Philip. Did you just say witch sun lotion? Yeah, yeah. Which which suntan lotion? SPF. Just- SPF baby. SPF baby. (laughs) That's so wrong. Yeah. So, and that is when um, Black Phillip skewers William and kills him. And so either you've got a whiff of death either in the ghost of Caleb and the baby returning, or you get a whiff of death in 
William being killed by Black Phillip. And now I believe that's our break into three. The goat kills the father. He has a line where he says he looks up at God. He looks, excuse me, he looks up at God, Jesus, to him and says, corruption, thou aren't my father. And then he follows on the woodpile. Now I think we're in the third act because the mother comes out of the house and her hair is all the way down. And she she says to Thomas, and she's no longer feeling her maternal instincts at all. She's like, the devil is in thee. And she might still be holding on to maternal instincts by sensing that. Yes. But, you know, what was amazing to me, for the first time, we see a, uh, that these that there's a resemblance because they both have these long blonde hair down now. For the first time, we see the resemblance, and we're like, wow, this is daughter on mother. And what? If you, yeah. If you give, if you go with my theory of this was the grand plan of Lucifer, this is the biggest uh, blasphemous thing you can do is a mother and a daughter are trying to kill each other. And our protagonist, Thomason, wins and cries about it. She ends up killing her mother and does not feel good about it. And then everybody's fucking dead but Thomason. She gets up, she goes, and she has that beautiful moment where she goes back in the house. And goes to sleep. Well, wait. After she takes her dress off. How many people didn't believe Jesus? I'm sorry. We have to take it there. If in that the whole spectrum of like Jesus, like oh, I'll take care of you. Let's have our final last supper. Let's just call it the last supper. Blah blah. Sure, sure. But for for most people, religious. I'm I'm religious, respectively. Jesus is like now revered. So what if the mother? was still in her sane mind, and she was like the Jesus to the counterpoint, which was her daughter, which was mm-hmm. like soon to be a witch. Right. Well, actually, I don't want to make up... her just de- delusional. I feel like she does have a purpose in the script, even when she seems like super out there. I feel like there is a deeper layer that makes her... You can't just say, oh, the mom was like a loony bat, so she needed to get chopped. There, There's reasoning there. I was also always looking... Uh, Thomason's name is very interesting, and I was thinking about doubt, uh, doubting Thomas, you know, in in you know not believing in faith or, or that that's a parable in Christian um, religion about the the story of the of Thomas who didn't believe in Jesus. He needed to prove to him. Anyway, I I don't want to go off a tangent, but that beautiful moment. What was that moment about? It was like a denouement, right? The denouement where where there's like a, a, a quiet before the storm where Thomason goes back into the house, takes off her dress, and just like... Falls asleep again. Falls asleep, yeah. Yeah, see, this is where I'm seeing like again and again these moments of her like consciousness. Like there are a few times where she's sleeping or she's out of it or there's something, you know, and it's very suspicious, right? Because... It's like, I thought, is she going to wake up and not, is she going to, has this been a dream or is this, you know, because I felt like up to this point, they kind of, every time that she, she kind of, that fell off that horse or she was kind of, you know, in and out with the, the baby, I just thought like, oh, okay, this has all, all been her. 
But then they go a step further and they're like, no, this is her now, right? This is her waking up and doing the thing that she's going to have to do to seal this she, seal. To me, it was like she's on her own now fully. Yeah. The, you know, the idea of a, of a girl on a farm, the farm is no longer functioning. There's no longer animals. The father's not doing anything. No one's sleeping in beds. She goes into the table, leans her head on the, the dinner table, falls asleep. That's very much like a child left alone image. And then she wakes, and then we have our finale. Yeah. Thomason goes to sleep on the table. She goes to the barn, and she asks Bat Black Philip if he can speak. And I was fucking shocked. Wait, Alka, did you like this part? I was too. I agree with him. I was shocked. I was... I, I, I didn't see the Black Philip B story coming at all. I was I kept looking for the witch to return. Or well, a I, person. Yeah, to or I thought it was like Thomason and her mother. You know, while yeah, I was watching, yeah. by the way, I thought Thomason and her mother were the B story. Yeah. But um at this point I liked I liked <laughs> I liked the goat speak. <laughs> It was great. He had, a, he had a, a seductive voice, a smooth voice. Would you like to live deliciously? Would you Hello, like to taste That was WJLB too, so... Would you <laughs> like Would you like butter on your bread? I can't with both Or margarine. We have both in hell. <laughs> right. well, would you like a, a new... Devil goat voice... Would you like it a, was, a was, new dress so from you know, Express? Going, going back to... <laughs> or possibly Barney's. Okay, David. David's at the mall. Would you like to see the world? <laughs> Contiki tours. <laughs> study abroad. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Sign. <laughs> no, he's having a Black Philip moment. <laughs> Black Phillip's awesome. He's selling her everything. She's like, and then all of a sudden the, the, the book of the devil appears and she knows exactly what it is. She's like, where do I sign? And she's like, I don't know how to sign my name, which was actually a really poignant moment. The end, you're like, of course, she's a girl. They don't Literacy America, stop. Yeah. yeah. And he says, you know, I will guide thy hand. And then you get that black hand on her shoulder. It's either he's black like because he were in a leather glove. glove just stop it yeah or or he is ashen you know because he is lucifer the devil god they don't have color just stop it okay and we and he says i will guide thy hand and then he's like you know my favorite line of the movie remove your shift P.S. That is such a dude thing to say. Take off your nighty. Like yeah. that. Was, I'm, gonna that to I'm gonna be saying that to girls. I'm gonna be saying that to girls for like the next year and a half. I'm gonna just be like, come on over, Netflix and chill, it's and remove your shift. But Netflix, chill, remove your shift. Not for Showtime. We're <laughs> talking about a straight, not quite curriculum movie that yeah. is actually really well done. I feel like that's that that go, leans back to the, the the purity of the body that. We don't at this point as it's another her rebirth. Point, it is her exactly. rebirth. 
Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Okay. But I think, you know, now we're at that point. But then we get, where, the, she walks naked through yeah, the forest and she finds which, the covenant. Could it have ended there? Yes. You can end yeah, it Yeah, but the let's forest. go further. No, but why? Let's let's take it all the way. Okay, you know, so I'm going to say, because I, I know the, the witches the, the are worshiping by the fire. And for me, that's the moment when I knew the movie was about the making of a witch because it there wasn't just one. Wait, There's a wait, covent. Wait. You need to see the coven to know what it was about? Yes, the covenant said to me, this is not about that one witch in the house who seduced poor Caleb. This is about the making of a new witch, Thomason. That's when I saw that there was a covenant. This is not Black Philip has a, a plan to fuck with one family. This is Black Philip starting an army. Yeah. And I, and I, I like that they I fly. Understand, I like okay, that they fly. Let's say, did you need to see her levitate? Well, you know, it was a nice touch because, frankly, it's like, give us what we want in the end of a witch movie. A little bit of what we want. And 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 you'll notice he didn't just go all genre-y because Thomason, on the way up, when she's flying, she smiles at first, but then she's scared, and then she's, like, fighting it. You see in her face her expression. You see ecstasy and you see fear and then you see her give in which is sort of the i the whole metaphor for uh signing away your soul with the devil yeah um, i think you know for me that last moment with her levitate i think that's what kind of really turned me off it was too I much hear for you. everything i hear everything you you're saying and i even kind of get like this is why he did it because isn't this like the promise of the premise a witch yeah you know? absolutely. and what is the mythology of the witch she flies around yeah, right yeah so and they're it's gonna not on a broomstick or anything you, but they can levitate yeah, they're gonna give you that um fulfill that those tropes and say this Witches fly, which is and, and, and to you me, know, I love I love gravity. I love a little magical realism to punch the metaphor at the end of my films. It reminded me a lot of the Black Swan, right? the The Black Swan is an emotional arc for the Natalie Portman character that's very very subtle throughout the whole film. But then in the finale, they use the magical realism of her transforming into an actual swan with feathers and skin and the black eyes and the red eyes and the black eye makeup as this magical realism to punch the metaphor. And to me, that's what filmmaking is about. If you're going to do cinema instead of a, a, a novel, give us a visual finale. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Amen! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know where you guys are on which side of the fence because I just I, I, you just took me to church, David. But uh, I liked her floating up. I don't know who I'm agreeing with right now because the only thing is I love the black and white cut of the lighting that you didn't know if she was smiling or really eerie in the nose, the nostril, and the mouth region. Yeah, it's it, both. It was like she was struggling. Churis, oh, she I'm, liked it. She loved it. Or what's she the didn't. phrase, guys? Churis, I always say it, uh, the trizo lighting. I call it. Chiroscaro lighting with yeah, our Chiroscaro. black light. Chiroscaro. Exactly. But it, it, that, for me, just 
it said everything because it was her smiling, her happy, and then her like a grotesque twilight night gallery creature. And that kind of said everything to me. Who's loving the witch ascending? Who's hating? So I know. I, I was a fan of the flying. Yeah, I wanted to go there. But Alka was saying that it was too much for her. I kind of, you know, I felt like the way it had been set up with the ambiguity. And I think, you know, I certainly, I think after talking to you guys, I, I see the wisdom and the choices that were made in those last few minutes but for me I thought like it would have been cool if they just had her walking into the woods like I got that like she yeah. was the witch now it would have worked you know yeah. I mean we already knew there was a w- another witch in there like I don't know that I need well, to I see w- I wanted you know? to see her but I think that there is that, where is that force there. like I, I'd like to That's see enough. her I like that she. Jo- I think they could have ended with her joining the coven. They didn't need to go. F- the flying was very visual. But okay, I, I needed David? to see that she no, was didn't. A part You're a better, of a bigger malarkey. Story. You're yes. a ridiculously strong because- writer and teacher. If you would just had her walking, I'm agreeing with Alpha right now. You had her walking into a dark wood. You don't have to see the ladies in the distance. And then you you dolly the camera up to a full moon and cut. You don't have to but, show your blatant women dancing on the circle. But that that says that says that Black Philip has converted her, but he doesn't have a grand plan. When you see the covenant, you, you say, "Oh my plan. God, he's starting an army." You're okay. You're watching way too many comic book movies. <laughs> women don't. No, this is the mythology of Lucifer. Army. This is the mythology of the devil. He's not just focused on corrupting you for his, for fun. You know, we one woman at a time. War, he has I a huge grand plan to take over. He's corrupting everybody. And guess what? You know, it also fulfills the mythology of witches. They travel in covens. They are not solo. Yes. True. Yeah. And they, they dance naked a lot. So. Okay, I, I want to not side with you because I think you have this <laughs> testosterone view that annoys me. But the whole idea that women that witches do do a coven thing. It didn't have to be, I'll, I'll give you this, although I love the way it looked. It didn't have to be so blatant naked woman around the fire. Yeah. It, it could have been a little it bit more a, subtle. It, it was a great David, contrast. It did need to be something to complete her journey as a witch. The new she had, they had done, you know, and this is the thing is that it was, it was very restrained throughout. You were wondering, you know, like, Except for the fact that they did keep showing you witches. <laughs> you know? There was like. When and when you saw a witch, family, it was her full naked body. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, they did show you the witches throughout. So they kind of played out that arc. Yeah. But in a way, because they had shown you those witches throughout, you knew they existed, right? You knew they were there. And because you had just seen this moment with like Black Phillip like this ridiculous moment with this goat coming to life as the devil. It's like, do you need to see the um, coven? You know, that's like, it's it's too much at, at the end, you know, when you've been relatively restrained throughout. It's kind of like, oh, this feels odd. It feels like it doesn't necessarily belong, you know? There was a part of it that was just like, 
that took me out. But what that about what about the idea of two things? One, I was saying the nudity really contrasted the puritanical clothing very well, like the the, the done upness of all the Puritan stuff and the hats and the the bodices and whatever, all the tying up, you know, you have to do. But also the idea, and we were talking about this in, for the whole film, which is the idea of a group and the family. She left one family and joined another. Oh, right? interesting. Mm-hmm. Right, that that you know, her father was gonna sell her off to some right. family down the road. So Guess I'm what? Sure. Guess what? Black Peter bought her. You know, join Philip. my family. Sorry, sorry, Black Philip bought her. <laughs> Black yeah. Peter is his cousin from Black Peter is his cousin who's at, at who's girls. at the, he's at the casino. He's he's the 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 <laughs> the uh, degenerate gambler. Cousin. He goes to AC all the time. Yeah, he's, he's in Atlantic City corrupting. He's making you go to the ATM and bet on blackjack again. David, you should totally have like a segment on your podcast. It's called <laughs> This is How We Would Rewrite It. Because we have all been like chowing down on if it only we just need it. It could have been. Yeah. You know? Well, that's no, that, that is not a segment on our podcast. That is 100% what our podcast is. And True. we're coming to the end. So you guys want to last comments or questions, things or comments that you didn't get to say tonight that you've been dying to say anything? Alka? Well, you know, the discussion that I felt like I wanted to have, but I don't know whether, you know, it's it's juicy enough. Is is this a feminist film? Question. You know? Hey. It's like I... I was a little discomfited by what was like this interpretation of teenage sexuality, you know, female teenage sexuality. Um, you know, this girl is kind of a, an object for her brother. And then it's like, she's dangerous for the unit in a way is what I feel like all of this kind of adds up to, right? There's. Are you saying her sexuality was one of the things that um, made her mother suspect her? Like her yeah. mother feels, yeah. feels uh, jealous of her? There That's is. awesome. I just actually, uh, I just saw a view from the bridge on Broadway, the Arthur Miller play of a right. very similar theme. So that, that whole, that whole, that the, the, one of the main themes of that is the mother is saying this we've got to get this young girl out of the house she's old enough to be out of the house get her out of the house let her move on with her life and so maybe Thomason is of that age where she better get out of the house yeah and I mean the mother does say to uh, either the father or to Caleb you know that Caleb is looking at her I see him looking at her I mean she doesn't miss anything the but mother said makes, that in yeah, the movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, makes I didn't her catch seem, that. Yeah, it makes her seem very dangerous throughout. And that, I feel like her hitting puberty, yeah. her coming into womanhood is kind of like presented as her kind of um, transitioning into the witch. Yeah. And to me, that's also, uh, that doesn't sit very well. Uh, to to. Isn't the isn't the idea of a witch's coven sort of a generally pro-feminist sort of story yes. mythology, right? Like they're a group of women who are comfortable with their bodies and are, you know, uni- unifying 
and you know casting spells on people and i don't know what else do they do around the fire it's very it's very ritual based ritual yeah they're, they're that's like the bible i mean there's there're a lot of so it, gosh, seems, it seems like a very pro feminist sort of set of imagery the coven is probably i mean she does break free so you know if you look at the ending there with the levitation at all, I think you look at that and you say, okay, this is a person who was really constrained by her society, by her family, uh, by the fact yeah, that the, she the was religion of yeah. her sexuality, you know, and then at the end she is set free. So yeah, the, the father says, uh, you know, tell me the truth. And he said, she says, you're not a really good dad. And he says, "Damn it, you're a witch." That's that's like classic sort of eighteen, you know, eighteen. Well, no, sixteen thirties patriarchy, right? <coughs> so, becoming a witch—that's that's a way to piss your dad off, right? She she hooked up with the bad boy and ran away, right? Black Phillip. Let's let's like bring it back, like take all the the surrealism and the horror. Of- the, the basic idea of a folklore and horror is folklore, lore. A lot of, do you remember Jason 10, the Friday 13th? They made fun of all of his tropes. And one was, if you do bad things and you're naughty, you will get killed. This kind of was like an overarching kind of like similar trope in that if you, 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 there are certain aspects of you that crave the dark side, and I'm not saying this poetically correct, that it's, it's inevitable that you will be converted over. She, I don't think it was a far stretch. I don't think, if anyone remembers in that barn, she wasn't just like, oh my God, this is so horrible. She's like, what do you want? What's going to make this good? But what do you think, uh, in, in Aka's question, about whether it's a feminist film or not? Uh, it's how you interpret it. If you are like the whole idea of witches, you're going to say this is pro-feminist because this is the birth of a witch and it talks about how she has to commit to that coven. Um, As far as the other female characters, I don't know. We'd have to go on a deeper analysis like of the mother, of the twin sister and, and and their contrast into their male counterparts. I don't know that that is necessarily a strong feminist story. Like how all of the women got slain except for the one that was a witch because she was guided by a man. That doesn't sound so feminist. Well, it's, it's arguable if Black Phillip is a man. Right? Because isn't, isn't Lucifer what gender, does the Twitter gen, say right now? genderless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. So, I, why don't... You know why, you why, friended him, Alka. Just tell us. <laughs> He's just living deliciously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would thou like to live deliciously? I think that's who a, wouldn't? Who wouldn't? With butter and dresses? Hell yeah! And traveling the world? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's. I think we can go out on that, guys. Um, thank you, Alka. Thank you, Christina. This is the script. The script is produced by Jordan Rosengarten and David Negrin. Please join our Facebook page by searching for NYC Screenwriters Collective. Follow us on Twitter at ScriptFeed. Follow Black Phillip on Twitter also. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, you can support The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script.